0: Below the Mason-Dixon, man, we do it from the dirt uh-huh. Bring the glory from the mud, find the joy in the hurt When you work with red clay, you add the passion and the blood right. And the sweat and the tears, that compassion and the love What you get is a stage filled with voices from the South uh-huh. What you get is a page filled with stories from the South sure. What you get from the pen is revelry, out the mouth right. Bobble, thump, and some stump, what our history really about? For the ground is what we tell in darker nights to brighter days Being here, still here, and more the work is on the way yeah. The South got something to say real
1: hey y'all welcome back to red clay plays podcast a podcast that champions southern black playwrights and the worlds they create with their words I am Monet, and I am so pleased to share this piece with you. So, just letting you know, you're about to hear a lot of my voice today because I'm one of the actors. Woo! Um, You know, sometimes you gotta stretch all your your gifts and your muscles. You know, if you don't use it, you lose it. But today, you're gonna hear an old broom written by Ivan Mosley. This play is directed by our very own Kiana Alexander with... Le Kenton played by Justin Peoples, and KD, played by yours truly, Monet Noel Marshall. So, sit back, get something yummy, relax, and enjoy an old broom. Mm-hmm. I'll see you on the other side. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you? Haven't seen you in a while.
2: I'm doing fine. Just getting some things together. How are you?
1: (laughs) When are you going to get rid of that damn broom?
2: My mama always said a new broom can sweep the floor. But an old one knows where all the dust is.
1: Brad threw me out. Why? He found those texts from Jensen.
2: The ones of his dick? How?
1: I left my phone on the sink when I took a shower.
2: Should have been careful. I
1: kept telling Jensen about those texts.
2: (laughs) No, you didn't.
1: I was gonna. I do like that.
2: (laughs) What did you tell Bradford? Everything. Does he know that I know?
1: I'm not that selfish.
2: So you want to stay here?
1: If you don't mind.
2: No. No? You can't stay here. Why? Why? Look, I just can't deal with this anymore.
1: You've always done it in the past when me and Brad had those rough nights. What's so different now?
2: everybody has their season in somebody's life. I'm trying to give my life to God.
1: (laughs) Don't give me that, Bull. You never liked church when we were kids. And the last time I saw you, you said you'd rather go to hell than go to church. When was
2: the last time you saw me? People can change. Not in
1: two months. I know you have that guest room. Just let me use it.
2: i let you use it with Jensen, Remember?
1: I've never done this to you when you needed somewhere to stay.
2: Look, that was between me and you. But this, this... I thought Christians didn't curse. All right. I'm not a Christian. But this thing between you, Bradford, and Jensen, look, you got sloppy and you got caught. But I don't want any part of this. You need to go.
1: You know I have nowhere else to go. That's
2: not exactly true.
1: Can I stay here?
2: (sighs) You can stay for a little while. But not the whole night.
1: Can you help me with these bags?
2: I'll put them back in the car for you.
1: Okay. Digging into her pocket, KD takes out another ring, holding it close to her wedding band. She returns the ring to her pocket. She fiddles with her wedding band, begins to slowly slide it upward, but pushes it back down after a quick thought.
2: About 10 minutes later, the Kenton comes out the house with a bucket of water and a few rags. Take this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Take this. I want you to clean these railings. I plan to have the porch clean before the sun goes all the way down.
1: I'm not. It's the
2: least you can do. But I'm your guest. That doesn't change anything. Look, I'm my mother's son after all.
1: Shouldn't we be relaxing right now? As
2: long as it's not New Year's, I'm cleaning. I want to bring in the year right.
1: Your mother always had the house cleaned by the 30th. She would be ashamed to see this.
2: Yeah, she'd be whooping our asses right now.
1: I can't believe I had to help you. I didn't even live there. I just wanted to get away from my family.
2: Uh, As I recall, you didn't really have to do much because I was always picking up your slack when my mama wasn't looking.
1: You were looking after me. I appreciate that now.
2: Looking back now, maybe it wasn't a good idea. Why? You don't need me telling you something you already know.
1: No, I really want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah!
2: A cockroach crawls up KD's sleeve, noticing she tries to swat it off. Uh, But it crawls further up her shoulders.
1: (laughs) On the porch, LaQuentin repeatedly smashes the roach with the broom. He lifts the broom up to show KD the dead insect. KD returns to the bottom of the stair to the porch. (laughs) Brad or Jensen would've killed it on the spot.
2: Can't always have what you want.
1: It's just... You pulled me out from under that house when we were kids.
2: Look, you let those kids dare you to go under there.
1: I know, but I didn't think I'd get scared. I was 11. When I got the mind to reach for help, everybody left. But you stayed. You were there. You could only see my hand reaching out with so many of them on me. You should know what that can do to someone.
2: Look, I don't mean to be a bastard, but you have to get over it sooner or later. Look, you chose to come here, and you know how it is.
1: I wasn't thinking about that. You don't get to use that Look, I'm not... Maybe I should have gone to my mother. Look, well, she's four and a half hours away. Her house is clean. She doesn't have roaches.
2: <laughs> but I don't think you can really open up to your mother about your situation with Bradford or Jensen. Besides, I am sitting on the porch with you? Having a drink? Just letting everything go. I don't think you can do that anywhere else. I know you thought about that too. Well, you can go inside if you want to. Thank you. You want something to drink?
1: I think I need some wine.
2: <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: Mm.
2: What would you like? I got a little champagne, Chardonnay. You too? <laughs> I'm in the mood for something sweet. As he opens the door for her, the broom falls while he's standing uh, while he's still holding the door, he picks it back up. But KD, hmm? you're going to have to figure things out for yourself.
1: She continues into the house. He follows her. The broom falls on the doormat.
2: On the steps, the Kenton sits between Katie's legs while she applies her lotion to his hair. He has a towel around his neck. There is a bottle of hair lotion and a radio beside Katie.
1: When was the last time you did your hair?
2: <laughs> is it that bad?
1: I can see where it's starting to dry out. <sighs> I should charge you for this.
2: How you gonna do that to me? I mean, I'm letting you stay here, and I can't even get my hair done for free?
1: Not if I still have to come and pick through your naps every time it gets like this. <laughs>
2: Look, you don't have the best hair yourself. I remember when we were growing up, they used to say you looked like a field slave.
1: But then I discovered hair lotion, <laughs> and at least I try to take care of my hair. Look,
2: I just can't find the time.
1: Then why'd you grow it out anyway?
2: I liked how your fingers felt through my hair. He attempts to trace Katie's thigh with his finger.
1: But she swiftly, but lightly, pops his hand. It makes you look more like a girl than you already do. You should cut it. No. I could cut it for you if you want. No. Did you forget I'm a hairstylist? I know what I'm doing. No. Women like guys with short hair.
2: Do you like guys with short hair?
1: Have you seen Brad and Jensen? <laughs> now those are some manly men. Mm. Maybe if you Look, are, I'm just different Alright, but you've already got so many things going against you You've got a soft jawline A oh. slender waist But round hips and your legs Look like you stand in high heels all day Hey, I can't help that Exactly The that hair is one more
2: thing People don't seem to mind
1: Okay, think about this When Brad met you, how was he?
2: He was nice to me mm-hmm. He held the door open for me He took my coat when I came in the house. I mean, he was careful with his language around me, but I didn't curse curse in front of him either. I didn't want to make a bad impression. Mm. He complimented me every now and then. Mm. I didn't see anything wrong with that.
1: That didn't seem strange to you.
2: I don't think it should have.
1: What about the second time you came over?
2: I mean, yeah. It felt like something changed. He wouldn't shake my hand. He didn't even make an effort to talk to me besides... Hey, partner, bye. I was confused, but I just let it go. I figured he'd come around eventually.
1: But you two still don't get along. There's a reason for that. I'm all right. As soon as I told him you were a man, he thought you were the sweetest thing this side of Raleigh. (laughs)
2: Stop playing. That can't be it. No, really. No, he seems like the type that would tell me that.
1: He loves me too much.
2: Look, I'm not trying to be his friend anyway. You
1: can tell yourself that, but you know it's happened not just with him, but with other people. How many times before you get the message? Look, all
2: right, KD. You might be right. If you weren't
1: so different, you wouldn't be so lonely.
2: I bet you I could go out on these streets any day of the week and catch a woman.
1: Then why haven't you? I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I just mean. Look, you don't have to. I care
2: for you. You have to stop waiting. Look, I appreciate that.
1: I'm just trying to help.
2: I think I can do the rest myself. Thanks.
1: You're welcome. It goes inside. KD sees the bottle of hair lotion is still beside her. She grabs it and looks at it for a moment. She puts it back down. She balls her hand into a fist and looks in the direction from which she arrived.
2: The Kenton returns with some scissors and a pair of clippers. He offers it to Katie. Really? Yeah. I thought... You're right. I'm not taking care of it anyways.
1: But you've been growing it so long. It's
2: time for something new. And you don't like it anyways.
1: You sure you want me to? You
2: know you want to.
1: <laughs> she motions for him to sit down. He sits between her legs. With the scissors, she begins to cut his hair.
2: About 40 minutes later, the Kenton washes off the cushions in the wicker chair throughout the scene until otherwise slated.
1: KD cleans her rings. A mostly full wine glass stands beside her.
2: The broom stands against the door.
1: If you just hire somebody, you'd be done by now.
2: Says the woman, not lifting a finger.
1: No, it's not. It's nothing like that. I just mean, aren't we
2: above this? Hey, look, the chairs need to be dusted. The windows and shutters need to be wiped. Like, I still have to finish those railings you gave up on. You should have paid someone. I don't
1: know who wants to work on New Year's Eve. I don't know where
2: I'd find the money.
1: You could have called me. I could have called in a favor. Oh, that's cute. You
2: act like you would have answered my call. <laughs>
1: I was wrong for that. But you didn't have to stay away. You act like you were glad you didn't have to see me. Like one visit would hurt you. If you would just come see me, you'd see that I'm not holding anything against you.
2: Hold up. Don't be fake. We used to sit and chill. Then you got married. Then you started this thing with Jensen. Now it looks like we only see each other when things are falling apart for you. And, And I'm fine with that. And it would be nice if you could be too.
1: I can't believe you.
2: Look, I don't know what else you want from me.
1: Just sit right here.
2: I'm fine. Uh,
1: Any other time, you would have jumped at the chance.
2: You could just let me clean. I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else.
1: Katie puts the rings down. I need you.
2: Kenton rushes to KD to scold her, but he accidentally knocks the glass over, breaking it. He tries to put it back together. Failing, he puts it in the debris he's collected so far. He considers. He sits by KD.
1: The broom falls. Neither notices it.
2: I guess it's my own fault anyway. I should have started cleaning two weeks ago. Then I could relax with you.
1: I'd always hoped you'd stop cleaning. When we were kids, I would watch you scowl behind every toilet, sink, or floor. You just did it because your mother did. Your hands were soft as flowers. They didn't belong there. I always felt guilty when you would pick up after me, but I just couldn't get down there with you. I like to sit and look down on you. I guess you couldn't see it, but there was always mess all around. It was like you were pushing a rock up a hill just for it to fall back down. I thought you would see that. I'd hoped you'd give up. I guess I like that about
2: you. i do the best I can. Kenton notices the rings. He gives them back to KD. Take care of those. Bradford thinks I bought one of
1: them. Oh, shit.
2: (laughs) I don't think you were ever going to tell me. If Braddon hadn't come over here, I wouldn't even know. I don't think you expected him to do that. You probably just told him I bought the ring so you could get out of a hot spot.
1: I wasn't thinking.
2: Oh, Jensen must have some nice dick. Come on. I
1: I know I fucked up, but I still want you to tell me it's going to be okay. Anybody could tell me that, but I want to hear it from you. McKenton puts his hand on her shoulder. She allows it.
2: Bradford loves you too much. I saw it in his eyes when he came over here. His eyes were so red it looked like they had been dipped in blood. When he came in I I, I couldn't think. He asked me what if I brought you the ring? I said I had. You you don't have to worry about that. That it was it, it was just meant to be a present. Even though his hands never moved I could feel them around my neck. Then he just told me to pump my brakes he didn't have to say anything else he left and I felt like I could breathe at that time I thought I couldn't do that I just lied for you but I can never put fear in someone like that for you my heart sank (laughs) now that I look back at it though I respect him for that by no means that I like it but I. she hugs him Shocked,
1: he freezes. After a beat. Just go. What?
2: Look, I thought I could do this, but I can't.
1: I'm sorry. I wanted to say thank you, but my arms are faster than my mouth.
2: Look, don't make this any harder.
1: You don't mean that. Please. Where else would I go? Look,
2: I don't care. We both know the minute Bradford or Jensen calls, you're gone. M-
1: maybe it'll be different this time.
2: He notices the broom and size. He picks up the broom and the dustpan.
1: Maybe I can help now.
2: Look, don't worry. I got it. You know, you were right about me. I did stay away. When Bradford left, I promised myself I wouldn't wouldn't try to bother you if you didn't want to talk. I'm sorry.
1: Honestly, I would have told you about the ring if I'd remembered.
2: Doesn't even matter now.
1: Until next time, right?
2: Maybe it'll be something good that brings you my way.
1: If you hurry, you just might get the house together before nightfall. Maybe. KD puts her rings on and stands. She and the Kenton consider each other for a moment, hoping for the best, but knowing better.
2: The Kenton watches her leave.
1: Alright, so, I hope that piece inspired you to clean out anything out of your life that's not meant to be there. Thank you so much, Ivan Mosley, for that. We will hear an interview with him next time. And now, we're going to roll into some gratitude. Of course, we want to thank our director, Kiana Alexander, and our cast, Justin Peoples. And me, I can thank myself, right? We want to thank Mojo, performing arts company, for producing red clay plays and we want to thank only us media our dope sound engineers we want to thank to hanu and scott warren for creating our wonderful theme music and we want to thank our sponsors and they are triangle community foundation man bites dog cypress funds united arts council and all the folks who give individually thank you so much and if you would like to be one of those folks you can donate on our website www.mojoaa.org you can also find more details about the plays information about our playwrights and our upcoming productions And you can also join our mailing list so that you don't miss out on anything Mojoa has coming up. And we have some exciting things coming up. Also, we want to hear your thoughts about these plays, about these interviews. So please join the conversation. Let us know what you think on social media. We're on Instagram. And you can also find us on Facebook. Y'all, until next time, stay sweet.
0: Below the Mason-Dixon, man, we do it from the dirt uh-huh. Bring the glory from the mud, find the joy in the hurt When you work with red clay, you add the passion and the blood right. And the sweat and the tears, add compassion and the love What you get is a stage filled with voices from the South uh-huh. What you get is a page filled with stories from the South sure. What you get from the pen is reverie, out the mouth right. Bobble thump and some stump, what our history really bout For the ground is what we till in darker nights, to brighter days Been here, still here, and more good work is on the way yeah. The South got something to say Real.